Well, welcome to another Art of Relationships podcast. Uh, this is an opportunity, Tim, that we've had to just um, hang out and talk about all kinds of things, relationships. And there's been some fun ones, and uh, there's some opportunities we have to interview some guests. And today, that opportunity is now in front of us. And well, you so, know, a bunch of our guests, my kids are like, you know, I have two kids in grad school. One's a junior here at Biola University. And most times they're like, yeah, yeah, that's fine. You know, the head of the marriage project. So what? Who cares? <laughs> well, today's guests, they were like, oh, my goodness. This is my favorite show. So we are excited to have uh, some really creative people. And why don't you introduce them to us, Chris? Yeah, well, we have Butch Hartman and his wife, Julianne uh, Hartman. And hey, I hope we're one of the fun guests. <laughs> <laughs> yes. 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 We have fun guests. I hope we're one of the fun ones. <laughs> Julianne, let's really try and be fun. Yes. Okay. No pressure. <laughs> so the name may ring a bell, uh, Butch Hartman. And, and Butch, it rings a bell for a lot of people simply because of the animation work, your creative yeah. work. Uh, and everything primarily because of what show? I would imagine Fairly Odd Parents. That was the first show I was really known for, Fairly Odd Parents. And after that show got very successful, uh, I was able to do a show called Danny Phantom, mm-hmm. which is, uh, it didn't run as long as Fairly Odd Parents, but it has a massive cult following. Oh, it does. People say some shows have a niche. It's very odd with Danny Phantom. Danny Phantom has everyone in that niche. I mean, mm-hmm. Danny Phantom is a very um, sought after. People want me to bring it back all the time, mm-hmm. and uh, it's very popular. Then I have another show I did after that called Tough Puppy, which is about a secret agent dog who's kind of a moron. <laughs> and uh, and then after that, I sold a show very about la- in the last two years called Bunsen is a Beast. That was my fourth yeah. show on Nickelodeon. So yeah. four cartoons over the last 20 years. I've been there for 20 years. 20 wow. years. Just left there in February, as a matter of fact. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, we want to hear about that story a little bit, yeah. your journey, and then Julianne, just to hear from you as well, and what it's like to uh, be in this world. And then as uh, believers, we'd love to hear that journey as well. And I know you've got some new things going on yes, sir. in the area of marriage and relationships, and we just want to hear all about it. So. Yeah. Well, We've been married for 26 years. Uh-huh. My lovely wife here, Julia, we met in a stand-up comedy club mm-hmm. of all places. Did you really? Yeah, yeah. I was doing stand-up comedy, and so was she. And uh, obviously, we're super successful at it. That's why we're uh, not doing it <laughs> today. So that was really, really a good thing to do. But um, we uh, got married in 1992. We were not saved people. Uh, we started our Christian walk together, too, around wow. 1999. We actually both got—I got saved— at uh, Fred Price's church, Crenshaw Christian Center. Oh, sure. And we went there for 10 years. And I was actually, um, I went from not wanting to go to church to being an usher at Crenshaw Christian Center. I was the only white usher at Crenshaw (laughs) Christian Center. And uh, it was very easy. But what a a wonderful family of people we met there. And really just started walking with God at that point. And then um, from that point, I sold Fairly Odd Parents around the same time and Mm. just started really applying... you know, uh, biblical principles and biblical teaching to my work and how to approach my work and how to approach our marriage. We would not be married no, this, if it wasn't for Jesus. This at is all. a miracle. Yeah. It really is Big because time. we both came from situations where we had no example of what a family, what yeah. a husband and wife, let alone, you know, the family as well, Very chaotic looked like. And so oh, the, yeah. lots of divorce on my side, lots of divorce on his side, a lot of substance abuse. And so we really didn't know. I mean, Butch watched the um, the Brady Bunch, and that was his way. Raise your hands. You know the Brady Bunch. Yeah, yeah, but, that's right. Right. He was out that's searching right. for you know Carol Brady, mm. and, so, <laughs> and, I, and I couldn't find her. So I found Julianne instead. So you settled on me. Oh, yeah, no, but exactly. it was we really had no we had no tools. We had no one around us. Mm to really model what a relationship was supposed to look like. Yeah, so we and that was before Christ. And so when we got into the Word, it was we still didn't really know a lot of people because 
you know, you come from the world, so you don't have a lot of Christian friends at that time. Mm. But we had the word of God mm. that told us what a relationship was supposed to look like. And we really stuck to that. We we used it against each other a lot. Oh. But that, yeah, it was sure. like, is Would that you... how Christ loved the church? <laughs> <laughs> Are you loving your wife as Christ loved the church? I'm like, no. Yeah, I gave yeah, myself I, up. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. right. All oh, that. Like, is that yeah, how no. Jesus would talk to the church? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. And there's a million other examples, too. But we really just learned how uh, to walk in a, in a peaceful way and how just to just to really, you know, put others before ourselves. Because I think what we really learn uh, through the Bible especially is like, you know, the Bible, Jesus says, you want to follow me, you deny yourself, pick mm-hmm. up your cross and follow me. Mm-hmm. Deny yourself first. So denying ourselves is what really made us have a better marriage. Because like, mm-hmm. maybe I should look at the way she feels here uh, as opposed yeah. to me. And, yeah. and so that really helped a lot. Also, running a show, when you run, when you run shows in Hollywood, you have a staff of 40, 50 people. And you need to stick to your guns because someone's going to make the decisions. I mean, I'm with creative people all the time, but I have to respect them and go, wait, they have a great idea. Mm-hmm. This isn't about me right now. Their idea is better than mine. Let's mm-hmm. take that idea and, mm-hmm. and and grow that person. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people get very egotistical about it, uh, about their shows and things. But I, I was one of those guys. I tried to be egotistical, but I really wanted to have a, a place of growth, a place mm-hmm. of where people could really, you know, have their ideas um, be heard and be seen. Yeah. In, in your journey, uh, as you think back to that and that time where you started to realize um, there's more to life, there, there's something here, and there was this call. Did you guys do it together? Was was this something that one of you was more influential than the other? Did God call call you both well, about I, the same time? Or? So I was actually, uh, my sister invited me to a church down in Orange County um, when I was about 22 years old. And so... Um, I was an actress. So about of course, three years ago. Yeah. <laughs> but, oh, well said. Yeah. Three years so ago. I was an actress, and of course I was depressed because all you know we have to go through all the emotions to be good actors. But anyway, so all I know is one day I'm at her church, and next thing I know I'm being dunked in water and up. Wow. And again, I knew nothing yeah. about anything. Mm-hmm. I just knew yeah. like, oh, this is supposed to make me better. Yeah. And so... I had that experience, but no one told me what to do after that. Ah. I had no Bible. I had no one around me, nothing. Mm-hmm. So I literally woke up the next morning, and I'm looking in the mirror going, I'm not different. I'm not different. Mm. I was so like, well, that didn't work. Okay, yeah. on with my life. And so um, I knew I had said those words, but it meant nothing to me. That's why I'm so passionate about people that really don't understand what that meant, mm-hmm. you know, That's who good. they are in Christ. And we're all right. about identity. We want people to know that it's not a physical change you go through. It's a heart change. Yeah. Yeah. It's a spirit yeah. change. Yeah. So if you are out there and you are someone who has just received Christ, understand your spirit has changed. It yeah. has changed. But there may be things in your life you have to correct along yeah. the way. Yeah. You know, but you we're have... looking for it. Yeah. I mean, I was yeah, physically yeah. looking for it. So by the time... Uh, well, this is kind of funny, but we had our first daughter, and we went, I think you're supposed to go to church now that you have kids. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what actually brought us we to We don't want her growing up the way we grew up. Yeah. Yeah. We want her to have a, a solidity yeah. underneath yeah. her. So we yeah. went to church on the way um, a couple times, and— um, you know, it was, it was okay. We were like not understanding. So again, it's like, blah, blah, you know, until a friend of ours, a very good friend of ours, uh, we watched him like completely change, like in front of us. We're like, what are you doing? What changed? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he said, you need to come to my church. And so that's when I went down to Crenshaw Christian Center without him. Mm-hmm. And uh, I came back and I said, well, I said, I know you're probably not going to want to go, but I'm going. And guess what? I'm taking our girls. Um, and he was like, fine, go. And so I went a couple times and he was like, all right, I'm going with you. Um, and then really when when they put a Bible in our hands, because they have Bibles. I mean, they you don't yeah, walk in there with that. Yeah, if you don't That's have right. a Bible, they're putting one in your lap yeah. and they're giving it to you. They put one in our hands and I went, oh, so I can take what he just said and, and find it. that here <laughs> and great. now start mm. 
living yeah, my life. A lot of life. churches, what a great yeah. story. A lot of yeah. churches didn't offer journey. that. So it just takes, you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna search for it, you know, because the Bible says He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him, mm-hmm. and He will, if you diligently seek Him, He will reward mm-hmm. you. So mm-hmm. you've got to diligently seek Him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you might get saved that one day, but it's walking that out yeah. and and having the heart to want to follow what Christ has put in your heart. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where we went. One of the first things we did as a center is came up with this marriage mentoring curriculum. Because what you're discussing is you needed mentors. Yes. You needed somebody to sit down and not only in the walk with Christ, discipleship, but also in a Christian marriage. Just sit down and say, hey, you made this life-changing decision. That didn't mean your marriage improved at all. No. Exactly. And so that's why we just decided as a Center for Marriage and Relationships, we got to find couples that would just take time to mentor. And now, mm-hmm. how cool that you're in a place now, yeah. later, that you could do the mentoring. We actually oh, do mentor a lot we of people. We mentor a lot of people. We do a lot. Oh, right. yeah. Yeah. We do um, a lot. I, and we mentor a lot of single people. We're in, uh, she she mentors, single moms. She mentors oh, a lot of great. single mothers. And uh, I mentor a lot of younger boy, uh, like he teenage boys. He ends up usually getting the kids, like the, the, yeah, the, I the do. sons. I'll get yeah. the kids yeah. of the sons of the singles. Because think about it, the fathers leave. And the most cases right, yeah. that we have in our area, the fathers are nowhere near the children and that's at why all. God, so, yeah, God designed yeah. people. That's why God designed couples to be together. So you know, uh, children can have that influence of both a man and a woman mm-hmm. as they get older. Mm-hmm. A lot of people are going to kill us for saying this, but it's like that's just the way it's supposed to be. And right. you know, you uh, a boy or a girl without both parental um, uh, models to follow mm-hmm. will suffer in some way. Mm-hmm. Now. Yeah, can you survive that way? Of course you can. But yeah. is it ideal? Is it the yeah. ideal way to survive? Mm-hmm. Of course yeah. it's not the ideal yeah. way to survive. So we do our best to try and keep people together as much as we can. And Only because we came from the chaotic right. situation ourselves. Right. Well, what's we know funny it's like. yeah. Yeah. is that we, I didn't have my father and he didn't have his mother. Mm-hmm. So we both, yeah, you both the this, chances of us yeah, staying together yeah. were so <laughs> slim. Yeah. Because right. I, like, I didn't trust a man and he didn't trust a woman. So yeah. like I said, only God I didn't God, trust men either. So <laughs> yeah, I didn't trust yeah. many But only God there. put this together because yeah. there there's no other there's no other We just drove two and a half hours in the car to get down here. <laughs> and we're still married. So just making sure you guys understand how We only fought about four times. <laughs> uh, that's right. That's right. That's so right. in this whole time now that you're finding out there is something really important to, in this world that there's much more meaning out there than you guys knew and oh, yeah. you're starting. It seems as if this was a, a pretty quick transformation, but then it's been a journey over mm-hmm. the years. Yeah. And now it sounds like you have some passions about this area. You're starting a new foundation or at least a new... We have a foundation we started in 2005 called Hartman House. That's okay. our that's our charitable foundation where we build homes around the world and we, oh, go, great. we, go, we go to um, uh, third world countries and we supply, you know... Uh, um, food and clothing, whatever they need. We do things here in town. We we actually uh, um, we support a, a homeless center called New Friends Homeless Center in Encino. Mm-hmm. We support a, um, a center for abused children in Texarkana, mm-hmm. Arkansas, called oh, awesome. called Water Springs Ranch. It's mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, sure. But um, we also are starting a brand new family streaming service called All Access Entertainment, and oh. that's uh, that's been in our hearts for many many years. That was actually prophesied to us in a church in Crenshaw that's in awesome. 2005. Someone hmm. uh, this pastor prophesied that we're going to have our own studio someday yeah. at that time i was working at nickelodeon i'm like i'm not gonna have my own studio my girls are a little ice i'm just like and doing what i'm doing but what's the bible say god will give you the desires of your mm, heart mm-hmm. even if you don't have that desire he'll give you yeah. a desire so as yeah. the years went by i started getting this desire i really want to do my own stuff because i thought i was going to impact culture through nickelodeon and i did but I want to impact it even more through my own network, and I want to bring the family back together. We want to have a whole network full of just family-friendly entertainment, yeah. not Christian entertainment, yeah. 
but family entertainment. Because yeah. I, you know, we want to have uh, uh, people other than just Christians watching our entertainment. Yes. That's great. It's you know I mean? What's the criteria for that? I'm curious about that. So family friendly. For example, family focused. Family focused is our term. But like, for example, like uh, Napoleon Dynamite's a perfect example mm. of a movie we would have, or The Greatest Showman. Have you seen The Greatest Showman? Uh, yes. I- you haven't seen that? Did you ever get out and watch? Do you watch anything? Okay. <laughs> he watches football. Yeah, okay. I do. He doesn't know what his children I, watch. I, 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 that whole story No, but uh, we have, uh, we, we, uh, <laughs> but like School of Rock, there's a couple uh, things I would change my, about School yeah. of Rock, but there's a, that, that's a perfect movie. Will Ferrell's Elf is a great yeah. idea. Oh, love yeah, Elf. I've okay. seen Elf. Oh, yeah. I've seen it. I helped write Elf. I don't talk about it much. That's all right. That's why I'm so busy writing that. I understand. I understand. We'll quiz you about the story in a second. <laughs> but that that's what I'm talking about. It's like anything you would have seen on the wonderful world of Disney back in the yeah. day is something mm-hmm. we would want to watch mm-hmm. right now. So, and we're not going to be old fashioned. We're going to be hip, cool now. Yeah. Uh, we're not going to be family boring. Yes. We're not boring people. No. We want to have an awesome network that everybody can get into. It's funny because mm-hmm. we have people say like, is this going to be boring? And we're right. like, are we boring people? <laughs> right. We don't want to watch boring no, entertainment. I don't, definitely you know? don't want to. Yeah. But we really want to focus back on the family, meaning that everybody's disconnected. They're on their phones. You know, daughters upstairs, sons, you know, yeah. wherever in the basement mm-hmm. in Michigan. Um, you know, families are everywhere. They're disconnected. And so there's got to be something that brings the family back together, whether it's a comedy or they're crying together or they're at, and on an adventure together. Mm-hmm. Something has to bring like, Why the can't we have a together. show where the mom and dad don't split up? Why can't oh. we have a show about... They have struggles, but yeah, they don't. Yeah, how about, course, the, how about the kid who doesn't want to, you know, do that horrible thing? Yeah. Or how about a, how about a girl who doesn't uh, who gets pregnant but doesn't get an abortion? Things like that. You know, I right. want to see stories like that that are uplifting. Mm-hmm. And um, a lot of people might go, "Well, nobody's going to watch that," but I think people will. Really but people it's will. A, and we quality animation and everything. Yes, you know? absolutely. The progression that we've seen in, in culture today when it comes to media, it, it, it is almost unheard of that a couple in prime time don't live together first before they get married. That's what I, I mean. I mean, that is just it's unheard of. Yeah, that that's the standard now. And you're right. Uh, we were just watching. Uh, Netflix the other day, me and my wife, and sure enough, this couple uh, are laying in bed together and they make breakfast together, and then the next day they get engaged. Yeah. So it, it's just an interesting progression. Yeah. You see it yeah. long enough in culture, you start to think, well, this is the norm. Well, you get you become numb to it. Listen, I grew up in that. I grew up with the same kind of entertainment. I mean, but I do think you can have entertainment that uh, doesn't preach to people, That's, that doesn't yeah. hit them over yeah. the head, yeah. but it's just like, hey. Here's a cool way to live. We're just showing you what it's like, you know? Yeah. Not everything's going to be perfect. There's going to be struggles. But mm-hmm. let's have something that doesn't... Like Netflix takes you two hours to find something to watch sometimes. Everything's, right. everything's pretty dark. I'm not knocking Netflix, but there's a lot of streaming you got to weed there. through a lot of bad you stuff. You do. There's a lot of uh, the things out there that yeah. you might want to, you know, be careful oh, of. This so sounds great. We want to try and create as safe an environment as we can without being boring. Yeah. Uh, but you, as you guys have gone through this and now at this point, would you do Fairly Odd Parents differently today if you started it again? I mean, you had some great themes in there. I mean, people, mm-hmm. you've had bullies in there that weren't, mm-hmm. you know, oh, cast yeah. in a good way and, mm-hmm. and Vicky and other characters. Sure, sure, yeah. But was there anything now you would if you restarted all this again? And would you think, I might add new themes to make it more? Or do you feel good? Good question. You know, I don't, I don't know because the, um, the the jokes we made back then, I don't think they're bad. I think we could still make the same jokes today. I think with political correctness uh, that swooped down upon us, I'd have to look at each episode and go, well, we can't do that. And we, but I think the themes are pretty much the same. You have a kid, yeah. a little boy whose parents are nice to him. They love him, but they're a little bit um, uh, inattentive to him. Mm. So as a result, he gets fairy godparents who are 
who give him the power he's always wanted, but they're complete idiots, you know, and they get everything wrong. <laughs> they have a rule book. They have a rule book, and they mess up the rules. Oh, we stopped serving, we stopped serving breakfast wishes after 1030, you know, they can't, <laughs> stuff like that. So I think we could do the same show, I think, but I, I would probably add cell phones in there. We'd add, oh, uh, sure. the internet was brand new when we uh, started Fairly Odd Parents. So like we did one where he actually goes into the internet. What is this place <laughs> called the internet? So obviously the internet's been around for a while now. So I think we'd probably pretty much be able to do the same thing with, uh, but I probably had a cell phone in there or something. Yeah, That's probably yeah. it, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah, but uh, the themes, I think thematically, it's about a family. It's about uh, yeah. uh, parents that love their uh, a kid and a kid yeah. just trying to uh, get along in life. And I think yeah. uh, we could do that for what sure. What I love is I teach a class on family communication. And in it, we talk about perspective taking, not just focusing on what people do, but the reasons why they do it. Mm -hmm. What's what's motivating them? What's their life story? And that. So I love the fact that we meet a bully named Francis. But Francis the bully, right? But then we find out that it's because, right, he had abusive parents. He had a tough home life. He had right? a tough home. We, we don't. Yeah, we don't show him getting abused. Okay, but like, yeah, he, but I think it's alluded dad, to, right? It's that alluded to that, that his dad's not so nice. Yeah, right. exactly. We have one kid named Chester who comes uh, in there. Timmy's friend who comes from the other side of the tracks, and his dad, him and his dad, like live in a trailer park because his dad was a baseball player who was the worst baseball player of all time. <laughs> and so the dad wears a bag over his head to hide his face in shame, oh. you know. And so the kid, <laughs> but we treat it in a humorous way, right. you know. Um, doesn't sound so humorous when I'm talking about it, but it's really <laughs> super <laughs> funny. <laughs> Text, Trust me, it's hilarious when you watch it. But uh, yeah, we try, we we were under. I, I gave my crew strict orders. Like the characters have to come off the page. I don't care where, because just in comedy in general, I always point to the show The Office. Like if oh. uh, The Office is the most boring environment of all time, but the characters are so hilarious. You watch those characters yeah, go anywhere. Paper company. So I, know. This, That's right. my show came out before The Office. My the orders were look, Cosmo and Wanda have to be so funny. They'll be in any environment. Kids have to want to watch them. And that is where, you know. And he has some great writers on the show. We had some great writers, too. all the way till. Yeah. And I'll tell you yeah. one thing. You know, that show ran for 17 years. So they canceled it five times. But uh, we just kept praying over the show going, you know, yeah. I think it's still going to come back. And lo and behold, they would pick it up like a week later. We were going to cancel it, but we wanted to come back. So I just really believe that if you keep a positive attitude yeah. and if you just understand like what God has in store for you yeah. and you don't give up. And, and yeah. if you let the fear get in, we, we minister on fear all the time. Mm -hmm. People let fear get in so much. Yeah. And you have to take control over the fear because the Bible says in 2 Timothy, you weren't born with a spirit of fear, mm -hmm. the power of love and a sound mind. Yeah. So. If you weren't born with it, you don't have to hold on to it. You can you have a choice for fear. So we tell people yeah, not to follow the fear. Yeah, because you have authority over it. Think about it. It's the spirit, right? Mm -hmm. It's not in you. Yeah. It's something that's outside of you that is trying to get on the inside of mm -hmm. you, and you're the one that lets it in. How do you guys see that? Just recently, we had a conference. Uh, Tim has published a book recently, uh, Def Spirit, uh, Defending Your Marriage. Mm -hmm. And our conference, we had about 200 people here recently on spiritually defending your marriage. And so mm -hmm. you talk about fear coming in. Um, it, it was a th an important theme for us mm -hmm. this past conference that yeah. we did. And these couples, many of them learned for the first time that there really is things that are both internal, that is my sure. own messed up things, but then there's also a, a, an external, an enemy sure. that can come in and sure. disrupt and take away. And prayer seemed to be a very important focus. So tell me about that in y'all's relationship, yeah. prayer. Well, there's there's bait out there for sure. Well, yeah. That either you take life, it yeah. or you don't. And yeah. that's one thing that people don't 
realize is that you have authority over that stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, don't open the door to that. You know, you take pornography. And with the internet and our phones, not just young kids, but also married men. You know, we all get busy. Well, you'll notice there's not very much pornography for women. It's mostly a man issue. Oh, you just haven't seen my phone. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I can tell you. But it is growing, though. Sadly, it It is. is. But but you'll notice it's it's predominantly a male-based thing because, like, men men, men are visual. You know, it comes to the, the Bible says you got to guard your eyes, your ears, and your heart. You yeah. guard that eye gate. Yeah. Yeah. You got to, especially with the phones, with the yeah. tablets, and then yeah. even billboard. It's everywhere. Yeah. So the temptations are out there everywhere. So you have to understand how to guard yourself from that temptation. And it's all, it all comes down to ego too. Yeah. Yeah. It all comes down to self again. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. It's like you know, well, I'm tempted. That will really make me feel good. But how would that make yeah. other people feel? Yeah, good? and they don't realize, you know, what that's going to do yeah. for the for the generations, yeah. the generation to come in your yeah. family when you, yeah. when the man or the woman, because women do it too, you know, step out and do something like that. They've really put a big old wedge now between families, and now it just, you know, then it's like try to bring them to Christ when you were, you know, had a Bible and you were praying over everybody, and now yeah. you're, you know, you've had a girlfriend all this time or you've had a boyfriend all this time. You're like. What? That just is so confusing. And yeah. that's why I'm saying it's like you got to understand your authority and say no. You know, I've, mm-hmm. um, one thing that I've learned is like I check myself. I'm like, what are you thinking right now? Because you can do that. No one else that's is going to so check good. your yeah. thinking for you. Yeah. What are you thinking about right now? Am I going to obsess on maybe he didn't do something I told him to do? So now I'm going to make it I always do everything you get, tell me. Yes, I know. I'm so sorry. Every single um, thing. But now I'm going to magnify it. <laughs> no, this was your thing. Right? <laughs> that's right. um, but now you start magnifying in your mind. Yeah. And then, you know, and then the enemy's on your shoulder going, yeah. And he didn't remember to do this either. That's so yeah. good. That's you why know? you have to watch what you watch. Like if you watch the news all day, you're going to get just this lump of dark coal in your soul because the news isn't the same as it was when we grew up. The news right. now is just about destroying people constantly. Mm-hmm. And you watch the news. All the news focuses on, they say this to you, aren't you upset about how you're being treated today? Mm-hmm. And you're like, you're having a great day. And you're like, I kind of am upset about how I'm being treated. <laughs> no, Tell me it. more. Yeah. And they'll keep telling you how horrible these things are. And you're like, you got to really watch that. You really have to because that's going to that's gonna put a seed. Everything you hear is a seed that goes into your body. Yeah. And I mean, into your spirit. Yeah. And um, it, it, the seed, it's going to be a good seed or a bad seed. So and that's the importance of friends. That's the importance of having couples mm-hmm. that are oh, yeah. either going to help you focus on the negative yeah. things that your spouse does or the positive things. Oh, girls getting together? Yeah. Oh. Well, guys that's, too. <laughs> yeah. Guys well, too, absolutely. Are, absolutely, but, yeah. You need to ha- So there's something we talk about called divorce clustering, which means mm-hmm. when one couple gets a divorce, it really spreads like a virus. Mm-hmm. Uh, and people start talking about divorce and things like that. Oh, and yeah. even focusing on the positive aspects of it. So th- there can be positive clustering as well. We have just a group of friends who say, yeah, push through that hard time. Yeah, yeah this is a tough season in your marriage, but think about all the great things about him. Think about all the great things about her. Yeah. That counter voice is really important. And this is not to condemn anybody, but like when you get divorced and you have children and you remarry, then you have that whole thing going on where right. there's there's two families hard. now. And yeah. you're bonded it's to the person you have children with for all the rest of your life. So it's it just it can just really be difficult. And a lot we've met a lot of people where They'll tell us the whole story, and it really came down to one little thing. If they'd gotten past the mm. one little thing, mm. all the years of of, uh, of yeah. chaos would not have happened. I can go back to my own childhood. It's like, wow, those few things. But you know, my parents were very young when they got married, and had and they had bad examples too. Mm. And so it all it can just spread. 
onward and onward. And being children of that whole (laughs) divorce thing, it's awful. You know, it's like, and then you've got a lot with, you know, the the moms hating the dads and telling the kids, you know, like, well, your father is this and that. And, you know, for me, my father was a very bad man as far as, you know, he was abusive to everybody, but I loved him. And so, and so remember she was married to him, but I was his daughter. And so to hear someone, yeah, that didn't work out and she had every right to, but it's like, be careful what you say, because no matter what, he's a part of me. So I didn't marry him. He's not my best friend. Mm -hmm. He's my father. And so now, now I become fatherless and go, Mm -hmm. well, what else, what is there for me? I've just got a mom because the man that you keep telling me is this horrible person. I, I can't have a relationship, but the, the thoughts in my mind was, was horrible. And so now you shut down that male thing in you, right? And then here comes a man, and you're like, mm, I don't think so. Right. You know, I'm not, you're not getting in here because the only other one that did, I couldn't talk to anymore, and he did horrible things. So I can't let you in. So basically the first three or four years of our marriage was a real blast. It was a real blast. But that's true. That's so good for you guys to say this to our listeners. There's a man named John Gottman. He's one of the top marriage experts, uh, researchers. And he says, boy, it's that first two, three-year mark that either makes a marriage or breaks it. Because, And again, we see tragically couples calling it quits. It used to be like the seven-year itch. Mm -hmm. We saw in research, now Chris is down to what, three, four? Even less than three years is the most common median age, uh, length of time. So I love that listeners are are hearing what you're saying is, listen, the first couple of years were tough. Yeah. We had to push through it. But now you're married. You have a great ministry. You, uh, It's obvious that you we love each two, other. We also have two amazing daughters yeah. uh, that are 20 and 23 mm. that were raised in church. And when I say raised in church, like we didn't like tie them to a chair and make them you know, read scripture. <laughs> right. But like we, we got them in a youth group. We showed them like, hey, these well, are some we great were, kids. We were raised. the church at home, though. There's yeah. the difference. We, we, ah. we explained things yeah. at home. And that's we lived so that way. We lived it. And that's where that's a lot of you know PKs, I feel so bad yeah. for them because yeah. a lot of their parents... Yeah. are modeling one thing and then yeah, at home it's, it's a yeah. whole different mm-hmm. thing well, we want to spend some more time talking about this very thing what's coming next for you guys where you're at where you're heading but also this idea of uh, people who are out in this particular world in this environment who are trying to start a family starting to have a great foundation for their marriage and just some help and some tips and some ideas mm-hmm. and some things you guys have learned. Does that sound good for the next area, yes. next topic? Let's do Fantastic. that. Continue that. Yeah. So we're going to continue this, Tim. Um, Sounds great. I love it. All right. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for joining us.